When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Transition offensively. Morgan Riley back. McDavid beat him. Rich shot score. Beautiful move. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Riley. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. On the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Here we go. Canadians and Sabres 1-1 early in the second period. Late in the first. The Predators lead New Jersey 2-1. Forsberg has his 17th of the year. Later on tonight, Kings and the Coyotes. The Coyotes in that tight bunch of teams in the Pacific Division. So that one will affect the Oilers in some way. Right now, Vancouver 62 points. Calgary 60, Edmonton 58, Vegas and Arizona both with 57. So the Coyotes could jump ahead of the Oilers with a win tonight. At the end of this evening, though, the Oilers will have three games in hand in Arizona. In fact, the Oilers have games in hand on the four other teams they are jockeying with in the Pacific Division. Toronto Raptors in action tonight. As well, they are taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Raptors coming in with a record of 33 and 14. Cleveland 13 and 35. And late in the first half, oh, now into halftime, Raptors leading Cleveland 56 52. We will keep you updated on that one. Man, what a night at Rogers Place. Not a lot of games live up to the hype. That one did for a lot of different reasons. 3.50 to go first period, and now we've got rough stuff. Monahan John Monahan and Nugent Hopkins. Monahan and Nugent Hopkins, not the combatants you'd expect. Monahan misses badly with a right. Nugent Hopkins landing with a couple of right hands and another right hand. He caught Monahan three times, did Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Anything can happen when it's uh, <clears throat> two teams like us going up against each other, but um, it's kind of situational. Uh, situational play there. It's an important game. I mean, you're willing to do whatever it takes to, to get the two points. And I mean, like I said, Manji stepped up two huge goals. Ritter stood on his head at times there for us. And obviously, uh, guys are blocking shots. We had a lot of penalty kills. And I mean, guys played, uh, played hard tonight and played for each other. And I mean, that shows. The fight you didn't expect between Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Sean Monahan, and of course, the fight that all of oil country wanted. Crowd can feel it, and we're going to go. There's Cassian, lands a couple of left hands early on Matthew Kachuk, who goes down, and Cassian keeps feeding him. He drilled him with another left-handed shot. Kachuk promptly pops right up and wants to go. 
and he's unable to do so. Matthew Kachuk asked for it, he got it, and he took a couple of fistic left-hand shots. You know, it, uh, it had nothing to do with like the hits or anything like that. I just didn't like, you know, getting kind of humbled at home um, like I did. So I wanted to, um, you know, a lot of people didn't want me to do it, but I wanted to. So, um, you know, it's kind of a way um, for me to stick up for myself. It wasn't had anything to do with knowing anybody or anything. It was just I was doing it for myself there. I just told him that they'll come. Just wait. Just wait for it. <laughs> and obviously, uh, he wanted to get it done um, over quick. And like I said, I respect the guy. Um, I always said he was a good player. I respect him for stepping up to the plate like that. All right, so it had some fisticuffs. It had a lot of action as well. Good chances, good goaltending, entertaining overtime. The Flames finally take it 4-3 in a shootout. The Oilers have not beaten Calgary in three tries this season. They'll try again on Saturday night. First, the Oilers play the Blues tomorrow evening. That one is on 6.30, Chad, with the face-off show at 5.30. The puck will drop at 7. Blues defenseman Colton Pareko coming up tonight between 6.30 and 7. Another moment from last night's game. Connor McDavid trying to step around Mark Giordano in the second period. Uh, it was turned out to be skate-on-skate skate contact. McDavid, you've probably seen the video, furious on the bench after the game, yelling at the officials, snapped this stick after the game, didn't comment on it, saying he didn't want to start a media circus. Oilers head coach Dave Tippett said after the game he didn't see it, he'd have to look at it. So followed up on today, and here's what Tippett said about the play. I'm not sure there was much of a knee there, but he was trying to stip, stick his hip out a little bit because he was beat, so I think probably cooler heads have prevailed, prevailed today. All players are sensitive like that. You just that, that's, The game was full of emotion last night, right? So that's taking into consideration where you are. And, uh, you know, there was no penalty called on it. Uh, and looking at it, I don't think there was a... Um, malice part of sticking your knee way out against them or anything like that. There's it's a hard hockey game. That's hockey. That's what it is. Leon Dreisaitl also asked about the play. I don't know. It's just it just never stops. You know, it seems like. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Rest didn't make the call. I thought it was uh, clearly a knee. I mean, Connor probably gets to the puck if, if he doesn't get need, right? And then who knows what happens out of that. So, But it is what it is. Um, we got to keep playing. And uh, we, we, we have calls that, that, that go our way and calls that, that don't go our way. I know Connor doesn't fall, but if Connor falls, it's, it's, a, it's a penalty, right? So, you know, I think people should recognize that he's not someone that, that falls easily and people should respect that. And um, But... Yeah, again, you know, there's calls that go your way, calls that don't go your way. you got to keep playing. All right, that is Leon Dreisaitl. Now, also yesterday, Zach Cassian getting a four-year contract extension. He's going to be 33 by the time it runs out. He'll make $3.2 million per season, so a $3.2 million cap hit. Cassian has uh, become a pretty popular player here in oil country after being despised a few years ago, especially when he was playing for uh, Vancouver, had the slash to the face that broke Sam Gagne's jaw, and now he's a pretty beloved teammate once again. Yeah, he's huge for our team. Um, you know, he, he plays a lot of minutes. He plays on our top line and, um, you know, really does it all, steps up when he has to. And um, he's just kind of the heart and soul of our team. You know, he brings the energy every night. And, um, yeah, it's it's um, it's great great to have him here for, for the next four years. And I think everyone uh, is, is extremely excited to uh, for, for him to sign that contract. 
Dave Tippett on Cassian. He brings a real passion to the game. He's uh, he's a real well-liked guy in there. He's a big, heavy guy that you know. You get in those hard games, he 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 finds ways to grind. And uh, I still think there's more upside in him and uh, on the offensive part and uh, and keep contributing. Especially you need five-on-five five players. He's been a good five-on-five five player for us. So he's just one of those guys in your room. You need guys like that if you want to go into playoff series and have chances to win. So. Uh, Brings a lot of uh, good hockey, good play, and some good skill, but brings good passion and, uh, and emotion to the team all. All right, summing up some of the news of the day for your Edmonton Oilers. We have a lot to get to this evening, and of course I include your feedback in that. 780-496-0063 is the number to both call and text. My name is Reed Wilkins. This is Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630. Chad, Eskimos alumnus Jed Roberts will be in studio later on tonight. We will uh, hit on a variety of topics with him. Jed is always entertaining when he's in studio, and we'll uh, look forward to Sunday's Super Bowl as well. It's also our last show before a big football game. So uh, your texts of a score prediction for Chiefs 49ers can roll in tonight before 8 8 o'clock. And remember, if you're right, we celebrated on Monday. If you somehow don't happen to get the final. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'll score correct. We just lose your text message. It's just gone. Kelly Rudy, when we get back. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. Former NHL goaltender, now a broadcaster with the NHL on Rogers. Grew up right here at Edmonton, our weekly guest, Kelly Rudy. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing really well, Reed. I'm uh, really excited about uh, tonight, in fact. Uh, and it's not hockey related. Well, I guess it kind of is. To a certain degree, uh, Don and I are heading out to a mental health gala tonight, and uh, it's actually a, it's a place called the Sweat Lab. Uh, there's one in Calgary, there's one in Vancouver, and it's uh, a fitness place that my wife goes to often. And three former hockey players, in fact, uh, were the founding members: uh, Jeff Glass, Matt Kinch, and Jason LaBarbera, I believe. And and so they're going to be there. Uh, Lanny McDonald is going to be there, and a bunch of other people. So we're really looking forward to it. Well, good for you for doing that, Kelly. I, I know you've talked openly in the past about uh, mental health and some of the uh, things your family has gone through as well, and certainly many people in the hockey community. Corey Hirsch is, is one yep. who's been vocal about some challenges. So so good for you for, for being involved with that. Yeah, I saw yesterday in Bell Let's Talk, I saw Aaron Ward uh, talk about some of his struggles too. So it, it's really awesome that people are now sharing their story and uh, not so alone. Yeah, well said. Okay, we got a Battle of Alberta to break down. We're going to have another one on Saturday, which is it's kind of it's kind of neat. There's one right away because we spent so much time hyping up yesterday's game. But what a game! I, I thought it was highly entertaining. I thought it was really tense. Let's let's start with the fisticuffs since there was so much speculation. I don't know if you had Nuge and Monahan down as breaking the ice when it came to fighting Kelly. <laughs> no, that one caught me by surprise. In fact. 
I was sitting uh, on our main floor uh, watching the game. I had headphones on. My wife was watching one of her shows, and I let out kind of like a yelp when <laughs> those guys started fighting. I was just so so shocked, and uh, but it was awesome. Like I loved it. And uh, what was that? Ryan Nugent Hopkins' third career fight and Monaghan's first career fight. So I thought they did really well. They went at it. They looked like they uh, truly hated each other, which we kind of like in the game when there's uh, a little bit of the passion. And then I thought it was uh, really important that Matthew Kachuk fight uh, Cassian. I I thought he owed it to him. And so I was really impressed. Well, first of all, I'm impressed with both those guys. So uh, I think we've talked about that before. I'd love both of them on my team because they bring so much. And uh, Cassian's far more than... Just a uh, third or fourth liner. He can play on the top two lines. And he, you know, he brings leadership. He brings a lot of different qualities. Matthew Kachuk brings it every night. So uh, I thought that Cassian uh, uh, talked about it post game how he uh, respected Kachuk for doing it. And I, because I, I, uh, there were a lot of voices out there that were suggesting Kachuk shouldn't do it, and he is out of his league. There's no question about it. But I thought he owed it to him and good on him for doing it. What impact do you think it had on the other players in the game? Just all the discussion about it. Players were being asked about it. Tippett, you know, here in Calgary was being asked about it. I'm sure the the Flames players and coaches were as well. When it actually happened in the game, I mean, I don't know if you would have been playing in that game. Do you think you would have been thinking, okay, good, it's it's over with? Would have you cared how the fight went? Like, I'm just wondering how you think the other players perceived it all. I would have, uh, for myself, I would have said, good, he, he had to do that. And uh, even though he's out of his weight class, um, great respect. Like I, Every single time one of my teammates got in a, a fight, and even if they lost, uh, I, great respect. I mean, that's hard to do. Uh, if that's your job, it's even harder. But if it, it's a sort of random thing and, and you lose, there's no shame in that. Uh, I've, I've said it all along, just the fact that you're willing to do it uh, and we don't have that very often anymore, and that's a, that's a okay. But, uh, you know, there's no way in the world that Kachuk thought he was going to beat up Cassian. No way. And so he even talked uh, uh, about getting pummeled last time that they played, even though uh, Cassian took the penalties. He, uh, Kachuk talked that he got pummeled. And so, you know, great respect for going in there and doing that. And, uh, yeah, I just I think the rest of the game, it settled down after that. We're kind of waiting for what might happen. I guess Cassian revealed that uh, Kachuk asked him if he wanted to go on the very first shift, and Cassian declined. He wanted him to sweat it out a little bit longer. But uh, um, I, I think the, the passion that these two teams have uh, for each other now, the hatred, because um, it was kind of lost for two, three years or maybe even more. So the Battle of Alberta wasn't very much of a battle. It's back on, and I love it. Yeah, so do I. I, I just enjoyed the entire build-up to the game. I, I didn't mind all the hype. I didn't I didn't mind talking about it quite a bit on, on the shows leading up to it. I thought it was a lot of yeah. fun, and, and hopefully there's a playoff series in the very near future. Another incident yeah. from the game, McDavid got really mad after it, it, it actually didn't turn out to be a knee-on-knee hit. It was skate-on-skate, skate, but... I think McDavid felt at the time there might have been an attempt to get a knee in there. Uh, Tippett downplayed it today and just said, uh, you know, he didn't think it was a knee, but he threw the hip out. Obviously, McDavid was extremely upset at the time, wouldn't say anything about it after the game. How did you see that play? And I think maybe we have to factor in the the history as well that it was Giordano involved in the McDavid injury last April too. 
Yeah, so I understand McDavid. Like, I'd be curious, too, considering what happened uh, last year and the extent of uh, rehab that he went through, which is remarkable. And, and then having the same player involved in another incident, would that would infuriate me. There's no question. I'd be very vocal about it also. Um, having said that, uh, when I look at it, and I looked at it quite a few times, um, it's, it's an interference penalty. But unfortunately, that's all. And, and that's the way I see it. Uh, I don't think Giordano is a dirty player, but he plays awfully hard. And uh, at times he can get right up near the line, and that's okay. I mean, that's a lot of players in the history of the game have played that same way, with, and they're well-respected. So it, uh, uh, I think moving forward on Saturday, that uh, you know, um, when you have a player like McDavid, and how vocal he was. Uh, I hope there's nothing more. But, uh, you know, the one thing I will defend, whether it's Giordano or any player that has some sort of physical contact with McDavid, he goes at such a speed that when you react, and you're, usually you're going to react late because you're caught off guard with McDavid's speed, that it looks, it looks bad. But I don't think the intent is necessarily there. Kelly Rudy joining us at Inside Sports, talking about the Battle of Alberta. There will be another one on Saturday. First, the Oilers play the Blues tomorrow night. Three-on-three overtime. It, it's It's been an absolute hit, Kelly. I mean, I think that's one of the best things the NHL maybe has ever done in, in my lifetime. I was going to try to put a time frame on it. I'll go back to when I was born in the 70s. But now there's a, there's a lot of discussion. You know, Rob and I usually talk about it after overtime games. Like, like last night, the shootout felt anticlimactic. You know, somebody was going to get two points, great, but it was going to, f- it just kind of felt like it wasn't a, an adequate resolution to that game after everything that happened, regardless of, of, of who won. And I, like, you know, there's some players have been asked, could you extend it to seven? Could you extend it to 10? Man, could you even get rid of shootouts altogether and, and just have a tie if, if fans are entertained for five or ten minutes of three-on-three overtime? Where are you? Well, first of all, I'm with you. I, I love the overtime. I mean, uh, it just seems like, I don't know, every year three-on-three gets more and more exciting. Uh, I, I, I suppose it's simply based on the fact that uh, the players really understand how to uh, play three-on-three now. Like, there's there's almost no... Uh, defense anymore. It's just all offensive, trying to create all sorts of opportunities. I mean, in three-on-three now, we've actually seen three-on-O's, two-on-O's. You know, I I can't count how many breakaways you get in uh, three-on-three overtime. So for just sheer entertainment value, I'm with you. I, I love it. The problem I have, but I but I used to really love the shootout. Now, I'm kind of like you were. I don't feel quite the same. I used to, honestly, when I was sitting in my office, oftentimes watching a game, and I'd go to a shootout, I'd get up out of my chair, and I'd go stand closer to the TV because it was that thrilling to me. I don't quite have that anymore. Maybe because overtimes are so exciting. Now, the only thing... I'll sort of put uh, uh, a damper on this, and I'm sure you and Rob have talked about it. Simply put, nothing's going to happen because it's a CBA issue. So the players and the league would have to talk about it, and there would have to be a, a give back from the NHL back to the players to play extra time. There's no question about it. That It was chosen five minutes for a reason, and anything over five minutes would have to be negotiated. 
Okay. Saturday, they're at it again. What do you think happens? So Cassian and Kachuk, they, they had their thing. Cassian also has a new contract, by the way, so I doubt it's the last time those two guys have a conflict. But, you know, may, maybe there's a lingering Giordano-McDavid thing. I would expect the goaltending matchup to be the same. Edmonton hasn't beaten Calgary. I mean, here's the thing. Calgary's two points ahead of Edmonton. The season series is six points to one, so that's pretty vital right there. After all the hoopla for last night, the quality of last night's game, what do you expect on Saturday night? Well, oftentimes it doesn't to, uh, get to the level that you hope it does. I mean, there was a lot of hype going in last night's game. There will be a lot for Saturdays, but most often we're left a little bit disappointed. Last night, Maybe not the case, but uh, I don't know. I uh, I expect there'll be a lot of bad blood, and that's a good thing. I, I don't know if it'll be like two fights in the first period like last night. That may. I mean, this kind of goes back to last year, and uh, they've they've had some really good uh, matches uh, going back last year. Passionate, kind of like the Battle of Alberta from many years ago. So I'm kind of hoping for that, but oftentimes we're left disappointed. Kelly, never disappointed when you're on the show, buddy. Have a great time at the gala tonight. Good for you for being a part of that, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Reed. Take care. That is Kelly Rudy. Good stuff from him. Stanley Cup champion, defenseman for the St. Louis Blues, Colton Pareko up next. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Four minutes left in the third quarter. Raptors leading Cleveland 77-75. NHL tonight, quiet night on the schedule. Later on tonight, the Kings will play the Coyotes. The Predators are up 2-1 on the Devils early in the second period. And late in the second period in Buffalo, Montreal with a 2-1 lead on the Sabres. Gallagher has his 16th of the season. Jack Eichel. 30th goal of the season for Buffalo. Pretty good player there taken after Connor McDavid in the 2015 draft. Okay. 780-496-0063 if you would like to call or text the show. And by the way, this portion of the program presented by Furnace Family. Experience the Furnace Family difference. Your Furnace replacement specialist with over 500 five-star Google reviews. Call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. Norm writes in, he says, is Kelly Rudy... Really trying to defend Giordano as not dirty. Just ask Ryan or Ahu or Aho or Koivu. He's a dirty rat and deserves whatever is coming. That is from Norm. Well, you know, Norm, I, you're probably not the only person with that sentiment. Uh, and, and I'm sure, Norm, you know, he's he's a really, really good defenseman. Uh, you know, Kelly did say he goes to the line and sometimes he crosses it, probably in a different way than players like Kachuk or Cassian might. Norm, I'm just going to address the two plays involving Connor McDavid. And there's, you know, even last year after the game, well, did he mean to hurt McDavid? I don't think he can calculate when he's diving into McDavid's skates that he's going to hurt him. Uh, and, And even last night, I don't think he's thinking he's going to injure the player. Here's what I think about those plays. I think on both those plays, Giordano was beaten, and he reacted in a reckless fashion. He reacted in a way where he was going to do something that, you know, was at least a little bit dangerous, potentially could injure somebody, um, but he was beaten, and that's how he was going to stop it. I mean, last year, he knows that's a penalty, 
diving into McDavid's uh, skates because now even if you hit the puck first, you still get a penalty. And uh, obviously, you know, and Kelly said he thought that was an interference penalty. I thought it could have been a tripping penalty last night. There was skate-on-skate contact. Tippett said, if you look at it, it it wasn't, his knee wasn't really out there, uh, but it was a hip and it wasn't interference or a trip and and potentially dangerous. Um, I don't know if I'd go so far like Norm did necessarily call Giordano a dirty rat, but I think he made some careless slash reckless plays when he was a beaten player. Adam writes in, he goes, Giordano got angry, he got beat again, he knew better, that's classless. Saturday, I hope he gets popped hard. Well, Adam, and that goes back, if, if Adam, you listen to this show at all, that's what I'm a proponent of. It's not necessarily about going out and trying to beat somebody's brains in. Go body check them. Go, go drill them. Finish your, finish your check on them. Hit them clean. Try to wear them down. To me, that is how you have to, you know, quote-unquote, send a message in today's NHL. There's still going to be fighting. I think fighting still has a place in the game, as it did yesterday. Giordano's probably not going to take a fight with a lot of players. The Flames probably wouldn't want it to him. They wouldn't want him to. They need him on the ice 25 minutes game. But Adam, you know, you, you think he's crossed the line. Well, yeah, pop him. You know, give him, give him a body check. Give him, give him an extra little shot. But you got to do it within the rules. It's it's tough to you, you don't you don't want to get suspended and the guy the the big wigs aren't going to be at the game last night doesn't matter they're still going to keep an eye on it. Rob says uh, Reed you can be a dirty player and a good player at the same time. Giordano sometimes doesn't realize his actions can cause harm. His past actions usually dictate his future actions. Well, Rob, I think that's a pretty good text. I think that's that's very fair. Good for you for writing that in. 780-496-0063. Super Bowl predictions starting to trickle in. Ross has Kansas City over San Francisco, 42-37. That's a wild one. And the pizza delivery guy says, Reed, in my opinion, San Francisco is the more complete team. And with Jimmy G having backed up Tom Brady in previous years, he learned how to win. It'll be a back-and-forth game. Niners over the Chiefs. 34-31. The pizza delivery guy finishes off by saying, in other words, Niners by three anchovies. There you go. That's a good text. 780-496-0063. Uh, Battle of Alberta thoughts, whatever you want to weigh in on. Super Bowl predictions, please get them in tonight since we don't have an inside sports tomorrow. This is our last show before Sunday's big game. Kellen and I will give our predictions a little bit later on, and Jed Roberts will be in, so we'll, we'll get predictions from him. Before the Battle of Alberta on Saturday, Blues in town. They practice today, and I talked to Blues defenseman St. Albert native Colton Pareko, who uh, recently came back after missing seven games with an injury. Good. Yeah, really good, obviously. Um, difficult to miss miss some games, but um, at the same time, that's, that's part of what we do, and I've been fortunate enough to uh, have a pretty healthy start to my career in my first four years. I think I only missed six games, so um, having seven off in a row was obviously different for me, but um, something you have to go through, and uh, I guess just now back in the lineup, it feels good. You guys lost the start of the road trip in Vancouver, pulled out a shootout win in Calgary a couple of days ago. How would you sum up those two games and how you guys played? Yeah, it was good. Um, I think we, us as a group, we, we continue to uh, strive on working together and, and coming together. And I think that 
Um, last game especially, we, we went down a couple times, we fought back, and um, I think that that, as a group, that, that's huge for us, and obviously to, to get the two points in this league is, is obviously, at the end of the day, the goal. So um, to get the two in, in Calgary was huge. Uh, obviously Vancouver was was not the way it went, but or didn't go the way we wanted it to. But um, I, don't know, I think we just got to build here out, out of the break. And uh, last 30 games here, it's an opportunity for not only us, but every team to um, get some points. And if you're going to get into the playoffs, you, you want to kind of hit the playoffs running. And I think that's kind of what we did last year. And um, we were at our best hockey uh, as soon as the playoffs hit. So um, use these 30 games to, to get into playoff mode. And um, not only that, but teams are going to be playing already in playoff mode because they need the points to get into the playoffs. So um, it's, it's going to be a good good stretch of 30 games and uh, a lot of fun. Maybe it's not different, maybe it is, but I'm wondering if you can compare the feeling of late January last year to late January this year because... I mean, you started playing well around this time last year, but you still were kind of working your way up, and, and you never, you, you know, you couldn't afford to have a drop-off, whereas this year, you know, you're one of the top teams in the league, and, and you're in a very good position, obviously, to, to be in the postseason. You're not fighting from up like you were last year. Yeah, it's a little different, I think. Um, obviously, last year, we, we had some big expectations, and it wasn't going away at the beginning of the year, and um, we were trying to make, make sure that we stuck with it, and um, obviously, when things don't go your way, things can get frustrating. But uh, as soon as we started to turn around in, in January there last year, put 11, 11 games win streak together there. Uh, and that, that was exciting. That's kind of when when our group kind of turned things around and realized how, how good we could be and, and what this what this could turn into. So I think for us at this point last year, we, we were kind of like I touched on last question, that we were getting into playoff mode already and we want to be playing our best hockey kind of these last couple of months and ready to, to hit, hit the playoffs running. And um, this year, we kind of just have been playing consistent game the whole year and getting points that way. And uh, now it's, it's an opportunity for us to just turn it up one more notch and um, get better and get uh, get working together as a team and play a little stingy and make, make it hard on teams to... Uh, get points against us because obviously playoff games are tight they're they're stingy and i think that that's uh that's gonna be our mindset right now is kind of getting getting into playoff mode these last couple months like last year you beat the oilers here a couple late empty netters to win by three but really a close game the game in st louis it looked like you guys had it in control and then it was a pretty pretty crazy finish yeah i mean you just never know what to expect uh especially especially nowadays it, the games are fun i mean Anything can happen, uh, and that, that, that's what makes it exciting about this game. And obviously, they have some some pretty good players that can make things happen uh, whenever they're on the ice. And um, we're a team that kind of just grinds it out, and uh, we have players that can make things happen as well. So, um, obviously, two good teams uh, going at it. And I think there's that's that's the best part about the game is when you have two good teams um, just battling for two points. Did you watch the Oilers and the Flames on Wednesday night? I mean, there's a lot of hype around that game. Uh, a little bit. I didn't. I didn't watch a ton of it. I was just at my house with my family, so uh, just enjoying my family time. Uh, obviously, we we only get to come here twice this year, so uh, our first time here was back to back. So I didn't even go home. But this time, uh, went home, spent some family time, and uh, we were catching kind of clips and pieces. But uh, yeah, it looked like a good game. Obviously, Battle of Alberta seems to be kind of renewing a little bit. It's nice being a Edmonton kid that um, you grew up on the Battle of Alberta. So uh, good to see that it it looks to be kind of heating up a little bit. And um, 
it's fun to watch. Yeah. All right, I got to ask you a fun one here. You have you have some very prominent celebrity fans now, especially since you guys have won the Stanley Cup. John Hamm, Jenna Fisher, you get to meet either of them. Yeah, I've I've met both uh, actually. John Hamm, he he was quite he around quite a bit for the playoffs actually last year. Um, he uh, yeah he he cruises around every once in a while. He was doing some interviews and stuff, and he was actually in L.A. Uh, when we played in L.A. this year and saw him after the game. And Jenna Fisher, I met her last year also uh, after a game in L.A. And uh, it was kind of funny. She was there. And uh, I don't know if I met her during the playoffs or after the playoffs, but I know another guy from the office. He was on the Boston side. I think he's from Boston. Right. So uh, it was kind of funny. They were kind of going back and forth on Twitter and stuff. And kind of funny to watch throughout the playoffs. And uh, they kind of had a little battle themselves. That is Colton Pareko of the St. Louis Blues. As we were bringing you that interview, the Edmonton Oilers have called up Tyler Benson. He is coming up, everybody. Tyler Benson called up from the farm team by the Oilers, along with William Lagason, the young defenseman who we saw for a few games earlier this season. So Benson could very well make his NHL debut tomorrow against the Blues. On injured reserve... Joachim Nygaard with a hand injury and Chris Russell placed on injured reserve concussion protocol. But the key name there, Tyler Benson, the uh, Edmonton kid, second round draft pick. He's coming up. He is coming up. A lot of you have wanted it. You are getting it. Quick timeout inside sports on Chet. Hi, this is Trevor Harris of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. All right, the Eskimos have re-signed safety Jordan Hoover. Yesterday they announced an extension for offensive lineman David Beard. I don't know if you saw this. Former Eskimos coach, Cavis Reed, who was uh, fired about nine months ago as GM of the Montreal Alouettes, is joining the Edmonton Wildcats as their offensive coordinator. Oilers news just breaking in the last few minutes. Tyler Benson has been called up from the farm. Ryan Holt, broadcaster for the Bakersfield Condors, uh, putting this out on Twitter. Benson, 104 points in 115 AHL games, led the team in scoring basically since last November. William Lagason also comes up. Chris Russell, concussion protocol. Joachim Nygaard, hand injury, have been placed on injured reserve. So there you go. Yamamoto's come up and done pretty well. Now Benson is going to get his shot as well. Yamamoto scored last night in the Battle of Alberta. He's been having a pretty good season. And that was a game a lot of people wanted to watch. A lot of hockey fans weren't able to get the Battle of Alberta. And one person who was pretty vocal about it, she covers the Carolina Hurricanes for the Athletic, Sarah Sivian joining us now. Sarah, you're on with Reed. Have you calmed down from about 22 hours ago? It comes in waves. Um, I get, I'm like, okay, honestly, I should have Googled this before I went out and expected to watch it. But, you know, I was very angry. I couldn't watch it in live time. It's like, it's such an exciting time for uh, these two teams. It's, it's the, the battle is back. And uh, I, I care a lot because it's, it's so entertaining. And that's something you might watch as maybe not a, not a, not a hockey fan in general. And you become a hockey fan, you know? Well, that, that's a good point because often it's rivalries that, that attract people to a sport if they're not really a fan or might be a fringe fan. But, but I am mm-hmm. wondering, I mean, in your part of the world, like you are a hockey reporter, so you, you know what's going on and you'll stay up past midnight to finish watching the game in the East. Yeah. Like, do you really think where you are, though, a lot of people were hoping to see that game or would have invested the time to watch it? 
Um, I'm not sure if they'd be quite aware of it. I know I know there's a lot of diehard hockey fans here, but it's pretty much Kaniac uh, Nation. I know that what I asked for hockey. I like it. The basketball game is on, and I was like, "Hi, can I turn the hockey on?" And it was the LA Kings, and I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> I thought it was going to be the game, so that's where the tweet uh, it was the origin of that tweet because I expected something else. But it's like, come on! But then I got a um, message from. Um, classy uh, commentator saying, yeah, we planned this out months ago. Like, how are we, it's tough to make those calls. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But um, never count out the Battle of Alberta next time. Well, and you you make a good point. I mean, the broadcast schedules are all often announced ahead of time. And, you know, like, look, I'm sitting up here in Canada. And as I'm sure you know, Sarah, not always fairly, but you know the attitude Canadians have about Americans and their knowledge of our country sometimes. <laughs> yep, yep. I have a Twitter. <laughs> so, right, right. So, uh, I mean, is is okay, I'm just going to be the the, uh, the mouthy Canadian who might say, oh, come on, Sarah, how many Americans could even identify Edmonton, Calgary, or Alberta on a map anyway? <laughs> and I would say this would help them because they would want to go... That's somewhere great. with the key to rivalries and passion. <laughs> well, that, well, that's a really good point because then you'd start le- learning a little bit more about the teams and uh, yeah. and the, and the history and all that kind of stuff. I, I thought it was really really cool what you wrote. You you were very you were very spirited and uh, you know to oh, some extent. Dropping up Yeah, well that's okay. You can't do it on the radio, but you can do it on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> like, but you know it's it's not often that happens. For me, I suppose, as a fan, because most games I want to watch on TV, but every once in a while there might be an NFL game that out of the five we get isn't, you know, isn't one of the ones that, that's part of the package. Do you think, you know, for games on NBC in the States, do you think there might be a day and age where they're just going to say it doesn't have to be Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Chicago, Boston, or, or, or the Rangers? Like, do you think they'd ever open their mind a little bit? I truly don't think so. Like, and you just see... Even with Chicago with the outdoor games, it's just kind of like, no, they, and I get it because it is the big markets that um, people tune in for and like that's where the money comes from and I get it and you want to please the advertisers and things like that. Like I know there's a bunch of politics involved in it, so I'm not, I looked back on that in my rage and I was like, oh, I I don't want to insult. I understand this is a multifaceted issue, but I was, I, I hope that it gets easier to watch games as the years go on but i don't i am not optimistic about it at all yeah well but you know if 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 you're sitting in a sports bar and you see people dressed as turtles and two fights in 24 seconds you're probably going to get drawn into it so i think you make a good point oh my god i know what was your favorite part of last night i mean i hate saying this but i'm a boston girl i like the fights um, it's just you just knew it was going to happen, and like they, I like that they kind of let it build up. I'm like that doesn't really happen in any other sport. That's so if you're like an outsider just like watching a hockey game for the first time, and you hear that in the post game press conference, it's kind of like wow, that's a little messed up. But that's our thing, and it's um, the spirit of it. And I, I can't wait to see what happens Saturday if 
I get if I am privileged enough to watch it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll have to. Uh, I don't know. I may just have to text you during the game updates every time there's a mm-hmm. shot on goal or something. But it was, it, it was <laughs> pre- pretty pretty cool. Uh, a reporter for the Carolina Hurricanes going to bat for the uh, for the Battle of Alberta and doing her best oh, yeah. to uh, to promote it and educate uh, fans south of the border on, on on what it means. So that that's pretty cool. Sarah, I, I wish we had a little bit more time. We'll have to have you on again uh, yeah. the next time these two teams play. Thank you so much for checking in on Inside Sports. Of course. Edmonton is a very underrated place. I'll say that. Well, I, I, I agree with you. So, so you've been here a few times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I travel with the Canes, so I get to see things many Americans don't, and they're wrong if they don't like Edmonton. Well, we appreciate that. We will talk to you again for sure. Have a great night. Thank you, too. That is Sarah Sivian from The Athletic, uh, covers the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, check out her Twitter handle from about 24, her Twitter account from about 24 hours ago. She was really unhappy <laughs> that she couldn't watch the Oilers and the Flames. Interesting angle to the Battle of Alberta. Tyler Benson has been called up from the farm team. Eskimos alumnus Jed Roberts checking in studio next. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.